Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out at cruiseradio.net. Hey, our app is still free for the iPhone, right? It is still free. Okay. Cruise Radio Live in your iPhone app store. On this show, we'll talk to our friend travel writer Chris Owen and get tips on saving money on your next cruise. He'll also give us a review of the Epic Hotel in downtown Miami, a really, really nice hotel, kind of fancy, too, so we look forward to hearing about that. But first, Stuart Shiron, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Breaking news, our big, big story of 2013. Ty Pennington is joining HLN. What? Wow, that's incredible. From extreme home makeovers to headline news. Wow. How how do you do that? That That is really striking. All that aside... Carnival expands their Cheers all-you-can-drink program to three more ships. What ships will we see it now? Well, it's actually pretty exciting. Uh, we're seeing the uh, Drink Like a Norwegian package being uh, developed for uh, some other ships. And believe it or not, it's actually four. Because it's on oh. Carnival Glory, Pride, Legend, and Conquest. So now for $50 per person, uh, you get uh, unlimited drinks and sodas and you know waters and, and stuff of that nature. Of course, a standard uh, class, not uh, premium. It'll be interesting to find out how many passengers are actually taking uh, advantage of it. So now the package is available on eight uh, of their 24 ships. I was going to say, Stuart, whenever we were on Breeze the other day, it's very popular. There was a, a line wrapped around the Lido deck for people to get this all-you-can-drink cheers package. That's yeah, amazing. Now, can't you book that like uh, in advance? Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> but uh, well, why in the can. world would you just want to stand online? Sand and you had another line. Yeah, exactly. Moving on, Royal Caribbean announced last week another Oasis-class ship on the way with an option to build a second. Now, when will we see this new ship, and do cruise lines usually exercise their option for a second cruise ship? Well, I mean, Doug, sometimes you may have, like, four. In fact, uh, on their Sunshine class, they've exercised two of the four options. Uh, Realistically, there could be a third of Project Sunshine. So in this case, I mean, it's, it's probably, it may be highly probable that they would exercise uh, the fourth ship. But uh, they did finally, uh, after a lot of, um, you know, a lot of angst, go ahead, you know, as they, back in October, they said that they, they finally admitted they were in talks. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Finland didn't come through with the financing for the shipyard, not for Royal Caribbean, but for the shipyard to build the fourth ship. So Royal Caribbean uh, took it to... Uh, uh, STX France to build it at Chantiers, where I believe they built uh, 16 other ships. So it's it's good news for France to be able to get uh, an opportunity to build. I think it'll also be interesting to see whether they actually tweak it a little bit now that the the height restrictions are removed, because the Oasis class ships were always, uh, or, the, or the ships being built in Finland, they had to build it um, at around, um, you know, they had to, they had to get, be able to get the ship under the uh, Great Belt Bridge in Denmark which is 65 meters, and uh, Oasis and Allure are each about uh, 70 meters uh, tall. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe they want to build it a little taller, maybe a little longer, who knows. But uh, we, we'll see the first of these uh, uh, ships uh, mid-2016 uh, uh, will be uh, you know, when the next uh, when Oasis 3 will make her debut. The Costa Concordia removal has been delayed until late summer. Why? 
Well, the I, I guess the the construction of the uh, and, and stabilization of the ship, the you know the different structures that they're having to build in order to right the ship uh, to get it refloated so they can get it out of there, is taking a little bit more uh, time than they thought. Uh, the bad weather is a significant factor in the in the delay. Uh, they weren't anticipating uh, the ship, uh, you know, uh, the weather being as bad as it has been. So that's disrupted uh, their current plan. So it could be actually September before we uh, actually see the ship removed. Oh, wow. What is this that we read about a possible shutdown of the Mississippi River? And could this shutdown affect Mississippi River cruises? Well, that's, that's a good question. And uh, the good news is, uh, as of now, there have been uh, no impacts uh, to the two riverboat companies. Uh, and um, actually, American Queen is actually going in for dry dock. So she'll be gone. She'll be out of service until... Uh, you know, just before Mardi Gras. So uh, as of right now, it's really not going to have, uh, you know, any kind of an impact, which is good. And, you know, it's nice to hear people are, are enjoying those two ships. What does this cause from? Is it the drought still? It, it, it is a drought. And um, it, it's really causing kind of chaos uh, on the river, considering how many people's jobs, are, you know, could be impacted, the, the, you know, the amount of cargo going up and down the river. So, I mean, it is significant uh, as far as the uh, the inconvenience that's that's caused by the you know, the record water levels, uh, you know, lows, but uh, it, it could have some kind, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, no, no further impact. Silver Sea Cruises is headed to Honduras. Seems a little strange for a luxury line. Actually, this is uh, what they're doing is they're going to be, I guess, maybe the first line on, uh, you know, heading to this uh, Banana Coast um, facility that's being built uh, in Honduras. <laughs> Uh, off the coast of Trujillo, which, uh, you know, they're supposed to have a 50,000-square-foot, you know, shopping facility. I mean, that's just one, you know, we just need one more, you know, shopping facility uh, to go to uh, on, a, on a cruise uh, on beachfront land. And, uh, you know, they're kind of saying it's rainforest meets the sea, and they're like, big deal. Right. But, um, you know, these people are spending like 20 or $30 million, or uh, I think it's, I've read, up to $65 million dollars on this project with really no commitments or real interest from any of the cruise lines. I mean, Royal Caribbean, as you, as you know, or Carnival, uh, you know, has uh, Roatan just across the, the way there. So, I mean, it may be, you know, if, the, if it's too hard for them to get into Roatan or, uh, you, know, you know, why in the world uh, would it be any different over here? But, it's, it's, you know, I mean, Honduras being the murder capital of the world, I don't know how many people are, are going to be rushing to uh, enjoy the uh, beachfront properties there yeah. in, in Honduras. This next story, Stuart, involving the MSC Preziosa, the, the ship has a little bit of history behind it, but before we get to that, they're claiming to have one of the largest water slides at sea. Yeah, Doug, they, they put out a press release that uh, they're going to have this uh, water slide called Vertigo in their uh, Doremi uh, Castle Aquapark, and the Vertigo water slide is going to be uh, 394 feet long. But, uh, you know, as we know that uh, Disney has uh, Dream and Fantasy, and their aqueduct water slide is about 765 feet long, so it's about 371 feet longer than uh, MSC Preziosa. But uh, I mean, it should still be fun, you know, with uh, you know these new uh, attractions on board their ship. And what kind of? And a couple of minutes ago, and we were talking about, and we were talking about the history of this ship. What kind of history does this ship have? Well, it was originally being built, or essentially was supposed to be built by, uh, you know, a company owned by the Libyan government. So, actually, the former dictator Muammar Gaddafi's son oh, wow. uh, was heading up a company that uh, was was really building the ship, and we actually no one had any idea 
why they were building it, what they had planned to do with it, but uh, you know the plans fell through, and uh, STX uh, France, you know, had a hull with uh, you know their owner default on it, so they shopped the ship around, and uh, it was very similar in design, so it was very simple for MSC to pick up the pieces and uh, put the uh, MSC touch, and here we go, MSC Preziosa before your eyes. And that'll be out this year, right? It's actually, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, out in January of 2013. Oh, very It'll cool. It'll be uh, just like their, of their uh, fantasy class. Uh, It'll be uh, about 140,000 tons. Speaking of the new ships this year, it's going to be kind of a slow year, huh? Well, it's actually probably going to be the slowest year we've probably seen in over 20 years as only two cruise ships hitting the uh, North American brands. Uh, you know, the first one will be uh, Royal Princess, uh, which will be out in uh, probably around May or June, you know, uh, probably June, I think it was June, uh, which will be 141,000 tons for 3,600 passengers. And then uh, in, in the spring, we'll have um, NCL's Nor- uh, Norwegian Cruise Line's Norwegian Breakaway, which is about 144,000 tons for about 4,000 passengers. But that's, that's it for the, uh, the North American market. Well, Carnival Sunshine will be cool, too. Yeah, but it's 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 not an, it's not I mean, a, it's new not a brand it's, new it's ship. It's seventeen but... years old, and, and uh, uh, you know it'll be uh, it'll be terrific to see uh, when when she does come out. Uh, you know what what uh, all the new changes, the you know essentially the deck, you know some of the removal of, of some of the decks in order to make uh, way for uh, the new structures that they're building. But uh, yeah, that's that's not a new ship. Stewart, man, always a pleasure. Hey, my pleasure. Talk to you soon. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Stream us worldwide on our free iPhone app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your app store. Oh, we're always delighted to have travel writer Chris Owen with us. Hello, Chris. Hi, Matt. Hi, Doug. Hey, man. Oh, and Happy New Year. Hey, same to you. And uh, I know people are paying off their Christmas bills, but it is the start of a new year, and people might start thinking about a cruise vacation this year, and you've written an article, Tips for Saving on Cruises in 2013. 
which can be found at gadling.com. The first one, pick a good time to sail. Well, see, that's the thing about it is um, any time that kids are out of school is a good time. If you're looking for a good price, when kids are in school, that's the best time to go, like in the fall. Um, but not in the summer. Summertime is the peak summer sailing season, and prices are going to be higher. Are European cruises always going to be high, Chris? Because they tend to only really be in season in the summertime, and kids are always out of school. Well, I guess so, if you, if you look at it that way. I mean, it's, it's kind of, but, you know, you talk about that, you're talking about value or you're talking about price, because it's well worth taking kids out of school to go to Europe to see some uh, fabulous uh, landmarks and history that's been all over the, uh, that they've been learning about for years. See what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. Uh, the next one you have here is buy a flexible fare. Well, see, that's, and that's something we never used to talk about with cruises because all the fares were about the same. Now, uh, Carnival started, the, started it off with their uh, early saver fare a couple years ago. But now there's more and more cruise lines, and I think you'll see more of that in 2013 and beyond, that are offering a flexible fare. Restricted, restricted fares like airline fares, airline tickets, will be um, less expensive. And a flexible fare, which allows changes and without penalties and that sort of thing, will be um, more, uh, more, less, more restrictive. Didn't Carnival just change their fare codes as well? And does, does that have anything to do with anything? Yeah, it does. It's it's uh, Carnival has they're they're uh, kind of tinkering with uh, fares as are most cruise lines. They're 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 tinkering with fares a little bit, trying to find a fare that's just the right fare, the right fit for everybody. And um, they've added uh, several more fare codes that may or may not be available at, when someone goes to book. Some of them are only available six months ahead of a, a sailing, and others are uh, only available within uh, 30 days of sailing, even. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, but at the end of the day, do those new fair codes actually trickle down to the consumer in equal value? Yes, I think they do. Um, I, I think that we'll see more of that as time goes on. Right now, I think prices are high, and, and uh, I think that prices will come down. I think everybody's priced high right now, and they're trying to see what happens, and uh, then they'll do what uh, – has Stuart been on yet? Because I'm going to say, Stuart will, be, will start accusing people of uh, doing sales that aren't really sales – any minute now, it'll be 100% right, creating a, creating a market for, uh, for uh, cruise buyers, for cruise lines that uh, people will come on and, and say, uh, well, I want to buy right now because the prices are going to go up or the uh, availability is going to go down, that sort of thing. It's, it's kind of a, a cruise line instigated um, need. Speaking of those kind of urgency things, Norwegian Cruise Line said that their uh, Alaska sailings were going up, but that seemed to be legit. No. No? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, they, they, did, they, say, they sing the same song every time of the, uh, this, this time every year. Uh-oh. Next, consider last-minute buying the smart way. Well, and see, that's, that's, a, that's a result of uh, the more flexible fares is that um, uh, if you can get a flexible fare where you can uh, cancel at the last minute, I mean, like before final payment, and get a 100% uh, cash refund, and then you can turn around and rebook at a lower last-minute rate, that's a good fare. That's a, that's a, they're hard to find right now. Um, they're getting more restricted. But uh, like for Carnival, we were talking about Carnival. We'll talk about Carnival for a second. Um, for Carnival, that's going to be the uh, past guest fare for, or, uh, some of the, or, or some of their other standard fares that have been around for a long time. The new ones that are discounted where they really save money, uh, they're not going to be able to do that. They're not going to be able to use that for um, uh, last-minute buying. The next one you have, Chris, is keep shopping. 
that's probably one of the biggest mistakes travelers make when they're buying a cruise uh, vacation is to not continue to check on prices after they make the booking. They figure they got the best price. They did their homework. They talked to their travel agent or whoever and, and got the cruise booked, and they've got their deal, and now they're done. And that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that people make is to not continue to follow pricing and see if a new price that comes along is applicable to them. Chris, on the subject of saving money, how do you feel about and how should the consumers feel about these online uh, travel brokers, the ones that have prices like slash below anybody else? They've always been a problem. Online cruise brokers commonly have extra fees that you have to pay, um, a registration fee to use their site. Uh, extra cancellation fees, change fees um, that can add up very quickly on a booking. Um, also, the, probably one of the most important things, though, about an online cruise broker is they really don't have time to talk to you a whole lot. Right. If you have questions later on, they're not. They don't have time for you there. They, they're too busy. They make. They do. They they do offer a, a lower price sometimes, but they have to book so many cruises because they're making less on each one that they don't have time to help with the questions that people would have. Maybe that's not a big deal for somebody that's been on a dozen cruises. For a first-time cruiser, and then 75% of the United States uh, has not been on a cruise, um, they're going to need to ask those questions, and they need somebody on the other end of the line to uh, answer them, and, and uh, that onboard cruise broker is not going to be that person, that online cruise broker. That's not going to be the guy. Do you think the online cruise brokers will ever push out the travel agent? Well, they're the same thing. It's just a different, uh, Online cruise brokers are travel agents. It's just a matter of where they focus their business. Gotcha. Online cruise brokers focus on, focus on uh, low uh, at, uh, on the lowest price at all costs, and it's that it's that at all costs part that is the the part that should be scary to consumers. No matter what they have to do, they're going to give them the lowest. They're, they're going to get them the lowest possible price. And sometimes when they get that lowest possible price, they're bending the rules a little bit, or they're adding on extra fees. And then down the line, when they need help, they're not going to be there for them if they're in business. Chris, how does pricing look starting out in 2013? I think it looks high. I, I, I do. I think that the cruise lines are all about um, the value that they've got, uh, and they have a, a fabulous value. That's, there's no doubt about that. But um, with not as many new ships coming out and uh, cruise lines putting a lot of money back into refurbishing older ships, they want people to sail all, those, sail, sail all the ships that are existing right now. And I think that the prices are high. They're paying for this stuff right now. I, I think that you'll see them come down because they know that's the surefire way to get, to get the ships uh, loaded up is to lower the prices. It, it, there's a direct, direct uh, correlation between the two. Um, but I, I um, still don't think that's a reason to, stop, to not book. Right now, right now is the time to book, uh, but with a flexible fare so that later on when the prices go down, you can get that lower price. I, did it. I, I talked to somebody just, just today that um, uh, has booked on a Seaborn cruise, and that they, they did that. They've been watching the prices daily, every single day. And finally, after six months, uh, their price went down about $1,000. And, and they, got that, they got that price just by changing the fare codes. And, and uh, that happens every day, all the time. Two people that watch it. If they, if, if, like I say, if they, if they book the cruise and forget about it, they're never going to know. And the cruise, the cruise line is sure not going to call them up and say, oh, guess what? The price went down. Would you like to have a lower price? That's yeah. never, ever going to happen. Well, speaking of new ships, we had a chance to check out Carnival Breeze a few weeks ago, and we got to stay at a really, really nice hotel in Miami called the Epic Hotel, which was downtown. What did you think of the Epic Hotel? 
Well, I liked it. As far as pre-cruise hotels go, that's uh, it'll be in the in the uh, oh, I, I'd say upper upper fourth of of all the hotels available. Even more than that, upper ten percent. Um, very nice hotel. Um, it's it's got everything you could possibly want, right close to everything. It's right there on the Miami River um, by Biscayne Bay, and and very very um, uh, close to everything. But what I liked about it was that. Um, all the rooms have these huge balconies where you can go and get a real feel for what's going on in Miami at night. It's just by sitting out on the balcony. Would you say it's a cruise-friendly hotel? Um, in a way, uh, it's cruise-friendly because it's close to the to the pier, to the port, to Port Miami. It's not it's not as it's not as cruise-friendly as um, the uh, cruise and snooze packages that some other. Um, uh, hotels around have in the area. They'll have a cruise and snoozer, drive and cr- drive and snooze and cruise and snooze and cruise and drive and cruise and all over the place. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, this one is expensive. It's it, it, compared to the other ones that we've talked about on pre 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 and post cruise hotel stays. This one's going to start at two hundred dollars a night and go up from there. It's going to be five hundred dollars a night if you want to. This would be a great pre cruise hotel for someone who's who's um, uh, booked in a mini suite on a uh, larger ship. Because that's exactly what this is. It's a very, very nice uh, hotel room that uh, has uh, everything you could really want. It, 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 and, and you know, did you catch, by the way, Doug, that if you were, were to go up to the club level uh, experience uh, at that hotel, that they have twice daily housekeeping service um, and, a, and, and uh, food presentations throughout the day, a club for the um, uh, people that are in that area that um, has uh, complimentary alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages and that sort of thing. Did I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't catch that, no. I didn't either. It's, on the, it's, a, it's the uh, guest room's on the 29th and 30th floor. I think we're on the 21st, wasn't that right? Yeah, we were 21st. Yeah, yeah we weren't up quite high enough. But um, and and I was quite happy with that that bathroom with the with the huge tub and, and, and all those luxurious uh, linens and bath products is uh, enough to get... Uh, a whole lot of people in there. Well, I would say this is more of a kind of a couple's hotel. If you're flying into yeah. Miami, you want to splurge, have a romantic evening before your cruise. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think this would make a great surprise hotel. Like you tell them that we're staying at the Ramada Inn, right? And, and we're going to get, and they'll give us a shuttle bus over there in the morning. Maybe I don't know. They'll get a buffet with a donut or something, and then 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 pull up in front of this place. That would be that would be a, a fabulous surprise hotel. About how close is it to the port? Well, it's about a building away. I, I say that because from 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 where I was, there was a building right in the way between me and and seeing the cruise port. Where we were on the side of the hotel that we were at, you couldn't see exactly to the cruise port. But if you're on the other side, you could. Very good. You can find him at chriscruises.net and gadling.com. Travel writer Chris Owen, always a great pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is always mine. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, our app is free for the iPhone. Sorry, Droid users. You still paid 99 cents. But just search Cruise Radio Live in your app store. Also, if you want to sign up for our cruise news daily updates, you can do that at cruiseradio.net. Put your email in the upper right-hand box. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.